Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another edition of Deportes Nation. Sports and more, Deportes y más. I'm Alex Parra, always a pleasure and honestly a surprise to be part of these presentations. Today it's a video podcast, if that's even a term. Beside me you can see her, yes you can see her. She's not just a Mona Lisa figure, she lives, she breathes, she speaks. How about we welcome in Ms. Ashley Rodriguez. Ashley, first of all, it's great to see you again. How are you? Great to see you, Alex. Welcome to the Fortis Nation, ladies and gentlemen. We're happy to have you here with us today. We have a lot to go over, Alex. How are you? I'm good. I'm, you know, I'm working on the toupee, so that's that's not bad. Uh, <laughs> in in the home studio, and you know, it's 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 been an interesting. Um, year 2020 into 2021 the technology allowing us to do this which is kind of neat uh you and i i don't think have physically been together in a long time which is weird but i still feel you're close to me even though we're doing it this way and and and, in hd ashley they can see every wrinkle that uncle alex has by the way um i started being called grandpa alex so that's starting to worry me oh goodness well i I give you credit. I'll still give you Uncle Alex if Thank that's you. okay. Thank but you. Uh, yeah, there's no filters on here, so what you see is what you get, ladies and gentlemen. What you see is what you get—the good, the bad, and the and the ugly—at uh, least as it pertains to Uncle Alex. And you know, here on the Portas Nation, Ashley, we talk about generations. Obviously, you're one generation. I'm a different generation. And, and then maybe kicks off our first topic: the Super Bowl. This year's Super Bowl. 55, if you can believe it, first Super Bowl actually took place in 1967. January of 1967, it was the Packers against the Chiefs. So the Chiefs are back this year, of course, with Patrick Mahomes. But I was born the year, Ashley, that the first Super Bowl took place. 35-10 final, by the way, um, um, uh, in favor of the Packers. But, you're giving but, it away. You're giving your secret away, Alex. I know. It's all right. I don't <laughs> mind. You know, at, at some point, and I'm starting to live this now, age is just a number. As long as I'm still breathing, I'm happy. But it's amazing that so many years later, the 55th edition, and it's only bigger, and it's only better, and it's only more interesting. I don't, don't, don't you think so? Absolutely. Yeah, we're going into the 55th Super Bowl. And so you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Kansas City Chiefs. And you have one of the youngest and one of the, I'll say one of the more the veterans, the veterans, the older guys. Yeah, you have Tom Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, first time that we haven't seen him. Well, I haven't seen him play with any other team other than the New England Patriots. So something new, something fresh for 2021. And then you have, of course, Patrick Mahomes, who's, you know, rocking it again another year with the Kansas City Chiefs. And so this is going to be exciting, Alex. And, you know, I saw the other day on, I believe it was Yahoo Sports, that uh, they kind of showed like a little fun fact about each um, each quarterback. Right. So. When Tom Brady was going into his first Super Bowl, Patrick Mahomes was still in kindergarten. So wow. that just goes to show you how much of a veteran he is and, you know, just how much of a, well, younger guy Patrick Mahomes is. So 
Tom Brady right now is 43 years old. Patrick Mahomes is 25. So, um, but hey, I have to give credit where credit is due. Tom Brady, I mean, he's moving like a 25 year old. So he's still got it. And yet again, he's proved that he deserves to be in the Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be a fun show. Absolutely. And you talk about it as an event, as a show. It really is. Ashley, you're going to have to help me out here before we get into the X's and O's and maybe our predictions about what's going to happen on the field. You know, in the past, there's been some great halftime entertainment. And, and I remember bands or groups or artists that I associate with, uh, Michael Jackson back in the day, uh, the Rolling Stones, U2, Prince, who, who had, a, 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 an, a, I think, one of the best performances ever. Uh, Bruno Mars, I think, did a fantastic job. Um, but now we have The weekend. I don't even know what we're talking about. Is The weekend a group? A concept, a band. Um, I don't know any of their hits. Now you're going into Grandpa Alex here. You're stepping out of the uncle zone. We're going into the grandpa zone. Help me out. <laughs> What's this weekend thing? What's all this about? I know the weekend is tomorrow. That's all I know. Well, we have weekdays and then we have weekends, Alex. Is that so? <laughs> no, listen. Um, so the weekend is an artist. He is. Um, I wouldn't say necessarily R&B rapper, but I mean, mm-hmm. he's you know, more of a pop rap type of uh, uh, hip hop type of artist. Performer. So okay. he has definitely made some good songs. I definitely jam out to them on the radio. So name one. Uh, I can't I can't name a weekend song or or, know, or, or track. Now they're they're tracks, right? These days they're not songs. You don't have albums. You just drop a track. At the top of my head, no. I mean, I have my phone here. I can, I can probably look you, it up. You, I'll, I'll get back to it later. Recommend, recommend something I should listen to for the weekend, please. So let's see here. Let, let's since we're doing video, I don't think our audience is going to mind. Let me go ahead and look. So the weekend. Yeah. At the top of my head. Hit, hit me with it, Ashley, because I, I, this is info that our generation needs to know. Why am I now motivated to watch the Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show? Because I'm going to listen to. Songs. It's I feel it coming. Call out my name, Starboy. Starboy, uh, that just sounds good. I want to be the Starboy. Yeah. Okay, so Starboy is a, is a good song. It's a it's a good. Um, it has a good tune to it. I like him. I, I like him as an artist. So there you go. Um, you know, and and here's the thing too. People don't come at me. There's. I'm someone that can remember, you know, when I listen to a song, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm jamming out, but I don't know the names to the song. Sure, or, or even the artist sometimes, right? Yeah, same thing with people's names yeah. sometimes, which, you know, of course, you know, I can recognize someone's face, but not, not their name or remember their name right away, or vice versa, I don't know. But anyways, don't come at me, people. Uh, I, I've, I'm, I'm I've had a lot of women tell me that. I don't remember your name. I don't remember your face, <laughs> so I, I've lived you with that. Though. Oh, it's memorable, all right, but people want to forget <laughs> it. That, that's another story. Um, Ashley, you, you mentioned one of the storylines, which is huge, of course, Tom Brady, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, the veteran against, against the, the, the new and young superstar. I think that's very appealing from my perspective. And that's, it's not because it's my generation, but you've got to give credit where credit is due. I don't think there's a doubt, in my mind at least, that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all times. I, 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 don't, I don't know who else would be close as far as results, as far as, as, uh, as uh, success, as far as, as the, the legacy, the longevity of his career. I think by any standard, whether you like him or not, 
He's, he, he, he is the, the, the greatest of all time as far as quarterbacks. I don't think anybody else can say that. And maybe one day, one day, Patrick Mahomes can say, hey, I want to be like Tom Brady. Is that fair? Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially like, you know, bringing in the newer guys, of course, they're going to look up to, you know, um, quarterbacks like Tom Brady's and, and, and Drew Brees. And so you, you definitely have them as an example for, for the younger guys. And I completely agree with you, Alex. I completely agree in the sense that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback yet. So, sure. and I think he's always going to keep up that legend status, regardless if he, um, when he chooses to retire, I don't know. It might be at 65. We don't know. And he might still have it in him, but he's definitely a legend. He's definitely one of the, the OGs. And so I, I also love the fact that he picked, uh, you know, coming out of the Patriots, he said he picked a team and he's like, Hey, y'all want to go to the Super Bowl? Y'all want to win a Super Bowl? And that's exactly what he did. He did you know, it. It, kind of, it kind of, you know, gives him even more credit um, getting out of that Bill Belichick bubble. And he said, Hey, I can do it. It's not just, you know, a coaching dynamic. It's about the players. So, um, and that has a lot to do with, with, you know, how he manages a team and, and just how much a quarterback can impact a team. Absolutely. His experience, he's been there, he's done it. He's lived it. Uh, six rings, his 10th Super Bowl. Again, a, a, a CV, a resume, uh, second to none as far as that goes. Now, Patrick Mahomes is returning. He's coming back. It's a team that's hot. It's a team that also knows. The matchup itself, to me, is very, very intriguing. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I say, I say that, that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, by the way, playing at home, by, by, by all the stars aligning, is it, only going to serve them better. So I think it's an uphill battle for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. You never say never, but that's my prediction, Ashley, that Tom Brady wins another Super Bowl seven eventually he's going to run out of fingers for the rings <laughs> definitely he's already kind of crammed up there because those rings are pretty big <laughs> you know um yeah no I agree Alex I mean as, as much as I enjoyed seeing the Kansas City Chiefs win um recently you know watching Tom Brady just come on you, you have to you have to celebrate him while he's still out there on the field playing and so I would love to see him again now I did see over social media Alex like a lot of people were mad they're like oh I'm so sick and tired of him going to the Super Bowl sure. and I'm like hey at least it's not with the Patriots anymore and <laughs> I personally love that I love to see him in his element even in a different element outside of the New England Patriots so I you know my heart is set with Tom Brady and it, it's uh it's a nice little crush. It's not like, a, oh my gosh, I'm so in love, but it's a football crush. Like, man, like I like this guy. I want him to keep winning. I, I think you have you have um, two two types of people. They either love Tom Brady and, and and love him, or they resent him. I think because of jealousy. By many, <laughs> for many people, he's got the perfect life, right? Beautiful wife, beautiful children, a multimillionaire. A lot of people wish, wow. If I can't be Alex Parra, I want to be Tom Brady. I, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that's what people are thinking. Um, so, I'm right there with Tom Brady, right? Um, far from it. But, but I think that, that, that persona is, 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 is hard for people because he's no longer the underdog. He's, he's the king of the hill. He's the king of the mountain. And people always want to knock off the king, no? 
Yeah, you said it perfectly. People want to knock off the king and want to see a new era, you know, someone else on the throne. But that's what I'm saying. Like, hey, the king can't be dethroned unless if, you know, yeah. he is complete. He dies out or something. But Tom yeah. Brady still has it in him. And I personally would like to see him, you know, with a nice, you know, little beard, maybe like Alex Parra, you mm, know, still maybe. playing football out there. <laughs> Who knows, Alex? Maybe you need to get some some pads and a helmet and go out there and see, oh, good luck. show hey, Tom hey, Brady what you got. <laughs> at my age, I'm learning my limitations. He's a young man <laughs> and, and I'm happy for him. But but I guess the last part of, of our Super Bowl preview for now is the show itself. In a COVID year, I know there'll be limited access. It may not be the same as far as fans and access, but it's certainly going to be a big show. I expect that ratings will be huge. I expect that most um, of the financial side of this, as far as the commercials, I know that many people have parties. They're already preparing for the for uh, for what's going to happen on on Sunday, February seventh. They're excited about it. We may not even be able to come together as friends in the same place, but it's certainly going to take everyone's attention. And I think that's one of the things that unites us in this sport. To me, it's like a World Cup final. It's 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 like. A, 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 an NBA final game, maybe a game seven. It's it's all of that put together. Uh, no media accessibility this year. And I'm kind of happy about that because at times it's turned into a circus. Uh, but but it's certainly a huge event, if not the biggest event in sports. Absolutely. No, of, of course. You're, you're watching the Super Bowl. There's entertainment and there's sports and sports is entertaining. And you have the weekend. Maybe, I don't know, maybe the weekday will show Ooh. up too. Um, <laughs> That, that was that was cheesy. I know. I know. That, that's cheesy. I need to work on my jokes. No, seriously though. I and and speaking of money, Alex, I saw also on Yahoo Sports that the weekend the artist is yes. going to spend seven or he has spent seven million dollars in preparing for uh, the Super Bowl. So that's I, I didn't know how that works. I didn't know if the artist also has to pay to prepare their Super Bowl halftime show. I didn't know that, but we'll get back to you on that, ladies and gentlemen. Or if you have answers, please make sure to let us know. I think that that's pretty interesting. But Alex, I didn't know that, did you? I did not. Well, I, my assumption, and, and, and maybe we'll dig down into this, is that guests are selected or, or, or invited and vetted. And then, and then there's an arrangement made where, again, I mentioned some names in the past. The Rolling Stones, U2, Michael Jackson, Prince, are, are, are asked to come and maybe probably paid to perform because it's about the ratings. I, uh, to me, that would be reasonable. Um, I right. don't know how you prepare by spending $7 million. Um, so we have to dig into what The weekend did. I think that's that's a must know now. Yeah, it's but regardless, it's gonna definitely be an elaborate show. I'm for one very excited. And also too, like you said, it is going to be a different type of Super Bowl. You know, there is gonna be COVID restrictions. Some people might not be, you know, able to go like in years past, but regardless, you know, there's definitely going to be people tuning in. Um, and you have two great, you know, football players, two quarterbacks that, you know, you have a young guy and then you have a super veteran and both of them have been to the Super Bowl. They both won before. And so, you know, it's it's a newer generation meets an older generation. And I love it. I love it. I'm excited. I'm personally going to watch it. I agree. I agree with you and, and you, ladies and gentlemen, that follow us here on the Portos Nation. Send us via the social media realm. Uh, your pick. What do you think about this matchup? And obviously, we'll be talking about it 
further before the actual game itself. Um, quickly, before we move on to the next topic, also NFL-related, Ashley, do you like the two weeks in between that's historically been the, the, the finals of the conferences? And then, you know, when you define the NFC and AFC champ, and then you have two-week uh, 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 stoppage. I, I would like it to be happening now, to be honest with you. Let's just get on with it. It's too much waiting, in my opinion. Well, Alex, I mean, I think that's easier said for us because, you know, we're not the ones that are out there taking the beatings and the tackles. But I, I think you guys would appreciate a little bit of break in between. And also, too, you know, back when I was in the NFL and I, I was on the sideline, of course, I was, you know, part of a, a – a different entertainment on the field, but you know, these guys really take a lot for, you know, take on a lot on their bodies. So I think that they would appreciate, um, you know, kind of getting stuff together also to, you know, kind of the back end of things, you know, like you said, the X's and O's, you know, they kind of have to make sure that, you know, their game plans are in order, you know, moving forward, you know, this is the big day. This is what, you know, every dream, every team dreams of. And so, um, all these players, you know, are preparing, they're preparing their bodies, they're preparing their minds, their games. So I think that, you know, a two week period is fine. I mean, we, of course, as fans, like you said, you know, it's, we just want to see the show. We want to see who, who takes the throne, but, um, yeah, I think that it's, it's good to take a little bit of break and kind of recharge the battery. The, uh, the Super Bowl on the 7th of February taking place at the Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Ashley mentioned, as a former NFL cheerleader, uh, Houston being a side for a Super Bowl, and it was back in 2004. I don't know if you were even out of high school then, uh, Ashley, uh, but um, that was the last time. And the reason I mentioned Houston is because our next topic is about the NFL and the Houston Texans. New coach, but same problems as far as Deshaun Watson, the franchise player. Let's first start with the new coach, um, David Culley, if I'm not mistaken. It, it, it was a time that, that the franchise, um, I guess, changed, Ashley, because certainly from, from general manager, who, who's, we have a new general manager, or we, the team does. I, the we is hard for me to say, uh, but certainly the Texans have a new GM, a new head coach. Will they keep Deshaun Watson? I think that's the big question these days. More than anything, because Watson, actually, as far as I know, doesn't want to be in Houston anymore. Yeah, Alex, no, it's it's definitely, you know, it's an uphill battle with the Houston Texans. You know, I'm, you know, Houston born and raised. We're here in the city of Houston. Um, I definitely love the team. Um but there is no doubt that the organization definitely has a lot of internal issues that they need to work out in between management and their players and uh, just really what they're wanting to accomplish. Of course, you know, one can say, okay, maybe winning championships would be good, but we can't get there unless if everything is straightened out internally within the team. So um, as you mentioned, Alex, there is a new head coach. David Sully, he comes from uh, the Baltimore Ravens um, as a former assistant coach. So he's definitely wanting to work with Deshaun Watson. And as of yesterday, per ESPN, um, Deshaun Watson announced that he, you know, regardless of having a new head coach, he wants a trade. And so he's officially announced it. There was talks about it before, but he's officially announced it. And so this 
past Houston fans in an uproar, Alex, and rightfully so, because we have seen time and time again, um, this is the fourth head coach, excuse me, that the Houston Texans have. Right. Um, they opened up their franchise. And so really, you know, we're just seeing a lot of changes. Deshaun Watson is an incredible, um, an incredible quarterback. And he actually came in uh, the same year that Patrick Mahomes. So that just goes to show you, you have a young guy, both the same age. One has already achieved a Super Bowl going into another one. And you have a guy who is hungry, who is trying to work with his team and he's being held back and now he wants out. So that just goes to show you um, that truly, you know, quarterbacks truly matter. As I've mentioned with Tom Brady as well, you know, he got out of that Bill Belichick bubble. So I know that Deshaun Watson, um, along with the rest of the Houston Texans, they want to win a Super Bowl and it's not happening under management. They're not able to move forward, and the fans are upset. If anything, I have seen a tremendous amount of posts over social media, both on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Texans fans are now, you know, just season ticket holders are selling their season tickets because they're done with the franchise, they're done with the organization, and they're blaming it on, you know, the the higher-ups, Alex. Ashley, to use the cliché, Houston, we have a problem. And, and the problem is, is not going to be fixed any way that is going to be satisfactory to everyone. They, that harmony isn't there. And, and let, me, let me analyze it. With the new GM, Nick Casario, now coming in, him saying, quote, that the Texans have zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. They've taken the position, the franchise position, the owner's position, Mr. McNair, who says, no, he's under contract. He's going to report. The problem is you cannot win that battle. And I know if Deshaun has made up his mind, and, and I really we wish we got to the bottom of it. I don't think it's even about the level of competitiveness. I think there's some philosophical difference between Deshaun Watson and the owner of the team, Cal McNair. I, 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 I generally believe there is something there socially, culturally, uh, that, that politically, that, 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 that has gotten in the way. And I think the right approach would be for them to talk that out, even if they disagree at the end of the day, they should talk that out. That's the right thing and be transparent and honest to say, look, we tried. We couldn't get along. This is what's going to happen because more of the I'm going to use these terms bluffing in this situation is only going to end up with problems for who for the franchise, because the fans are not going to tolerate it. This is a franchise that has never been to a Super Bowl, Ashley. This is a franchise that, if you judge it by that standard, have never won. I don't want to be overly critical, but if they don't get this right, you're right. One day, they could suffer where, where it counts the most. Can you imagine NRG Stadium without fans or 50% capacity, not because of COVID, but because of lack of interest? That's the problem that the Texans have today. You know, Alex, um speaking very freely and very forward and speaking from experience, you know, people do not quit organizations. They quit management. So I know that these guys rightfully deserve, like you said, they have never been to a Super Bowl. The most that we have been is to, you know, a playoff game. And even that 
not getting past that point with talented players. Sure enough, JJ Watt, another star athlete of the Houston, Texas is sure to follow, you know, he's already kind of said, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not too certain. I would want to be part of the rebuilding of this team. So when players start to lose respect for the management and the way that the organization is ran, you're going to have, like you said, it's kind of, we're, we're clinging here to the Houston cliche, Houston, we have a problem. And absolutely so, because you're not going to be able to get into their mind. It's like, hey, I'm tired. I'm spending my best years here, my prime time. I'm beat up. The athletes don't have a lot of time on the field. And so they really want to make the best of when they're you know, strong and healthy, and they want to win that championship, Alex. So um, they're very aware of that. And I think that the organization needs to be aware of that just as much as, you know, a player can come in, another younger player can come in. You need to respect the people that you already have and try to work with them. Now, kind of moving over, like you said, we don't know if there's something there internally, you know, politically, socially, whatever it is with the higher ups and the athletes. Um, we may never get to the bottom of it. However, you know, this is something that has affected not only the the team, the, the athletes and, and the organization with the management, but the city of Houston no longer wants to support the Houston Texans. Fans are tired. They're selling their season tickets. They're tired. We have spent a lot of money on, you know, our gear and, and, and you know, tickets and even, you know, tickets in the nosebleed section, Alex, they're pretty expensive yes, now. So uh, the fans are fed up and I, I'm right there with them. Actually, I think it was a, a week ago or two weeks ago when Deshaun Watson first, there, the rumors kind of started. There was Houston Texans fans that went to NRG and they were protesting the Houston Texans. Sure. So um, the fans are fed up and, and, you know, we hear them. I know that the organization hears them. And, um, at the end of the day, we need to consider every single thing that that's going on here, because if not, the Houston Texans are not going to win a Super Bowl anytime soon. It appears they won't. And, and that's again, a problem, a huge problem for the organization, for management, for the city of Houston and for the NFL. So, so be ready, ladies and gentlemen, because this soap opera, as I call it, this drama is only going to continue. And it's really a shame because with a franchise player uh, like Deshaun Watson, this shouldn't even be on the radar. Unfortunately, it is. We'll see how the drama plays itself out. But Ashley, what are your thoughts? Do you think, legitimately speaking, the Texans will say, no, we, 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 we are the ones in charge here? McNair will say, I'm in charge. Go ahead and trade him away. We'll get someone new. I'll take the backlash. I guess at least if he's convinced on his position, that's what he should do. Have the backbone to do it, to, to live with the decision and the consequences of those decisions. I think that the McNairs, you know, what, speaking from when I was on the team, you know, I think that they're people that really care about their organization. So I know that they care. And I know that they're trying their best or at least i hope that they still are because i'm no longer there at least when i was there they were trying their best sure. um in regards to now having a new a newer quarterback or newest quarterback uh you know to to come onto the houston texans i think that it's important that they you know like you said sit down have a meeting let's really weigh out all of our options and you know maybe give this new head coach 
an opportunity to work with the, with a quarterback. I think that that's also going to be factored in, or it should be on on the athlete's part, Deshaun Watson. And so there's a lot to weigh in still, Alex. But you know, Deshaun Watson did make it very clear that he, regardless of having a new head coach, he does not care. He wants out. He wants a trade, and it's looking to be with the New York Jets. So. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a diehard Texans fan. I, I'm still pushing for the team. I'm rooting for them, but it's not looking good, Alex. I hope that, you know, the higher ups, you know, the, the ownership and the management are able to really, you know, still keep the players around because if not, you're not going to have a team kind of like James Harden and the Houston Rockets. Sure. You're going to have sure. another situation where, you know, the players are just going to go out there and not have chemistry. They're going to bring the energy down in the stadium. And that's the last thing we want. Absolutely. So, so we'll see where the saga of the Houston Texans ends. We're excited about the Super Bowl coming up. The Portas Nation sports and more. I'm Alex. Beside me, you see Ashley. And Ashley, let's transition to the more part. This week, a very interesting story that I'm still trying to get my arms around. It has to do with GameStop trading. It has to do with an entity known as Robinhood, which is an app that makes it easier for any of us to trade the stock market and trade different kinds of either securities, stocks, short, long. There's different terminology that we all are aware of. But what happened this week, from my perspective, very interesting. It seemed that the little guy, if you will, the, the, the non-professional, non-big um, entity um, got one over on the traditional way of trading. And the traditionalists are not happy about that. But unfortunately, it's really called, from my perspective, into question what speculation is, what trading is, why is the stock market even there if it's not open and fair to everybody? A lot of questions that I'm still trying to get my arms around, uh, and I don't know your take on it, and, and I know we didn't discuss this prior to just talking about the segment, but Ashley, I'm a little confused. If the stock market is for everyone, and you play by the rules, you shouldn't be limited. You should have the ability to win or lose. If you're not prepared, if you're not educated, that's on you. But why are there entities now, in this case, Robin Hood, or even the stock market itself that are saying, well, we've got to protect from these kind of irregularities, which from my perspective, having people trying to get together and make money isn't a bad thing. So I'm a little confused, but I know that this is affecting potentially the stock market today as we speak. It's down over 600 points as it ends up the week. It's a very interesting battle, I think, Ashley, between David and Goliath. Maybe that's one way to, to frame it. I, I like that. I like that because you're, you're literally going up a line, or in this case, the, the Wall Street sharks. So to clear up some of your confusion, Alex, there And there's a lot of really confusion, is, by the way, that Uncle Alex has. There is a lot of confusion, <laughs> to put it very frankly, ladies and gentlemen, the people in the suits, Wall Street, you know, big multi-billionaires are sad. Well, to put it, you know, mm -hmm. sad. They're angry. They're really pissed off that the American people are winning. You know, we as Americans have the opportunity, like you said here, Alex, you know, to, to kind of 
get into the market, you know, buy shares and, and, and really get involved with stocks and companies and stuff like that. So the backstory of this is so recently this week, um, you know, hedge funds, uh, you know, people that work in hedge funds said, hey, you know, GameStop and GameStop is a store essentially made for like video games and, you know, just you know, yeah, video but, games, but it's, stuff. but it's brick and mortar. And it's also in, in many ways, uh, like the, the video rental place back in the day, uh, it, 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 from my perspective, it doesn't have a future and people know that. Right. So, so they, right. They, they were trying to short the, 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 the stock, if you will. Yes, exactly. So they were saying, Hey, you know what, this is going down. Same thing with AMC theaters, you know, AMC is another stock. So, um, the little guys, I, I put quote, the little guys, meaning the American people, there was actually a thread on Reddit. Reddit is a website that you just kind of go in there and talk about anything. You know, you ask questions or there's open conversation kind of here like the Fourth Nation. We have open door conversations. So um, a whole bunch of people that were very involved in the stock market, they said, hey, you know what? Why don't we just place a whole bunch of money in the GameStop stock? and just go ahead and pump it up. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So initially, Alex, the American people <laughs> played the same game that the hedge funds and the multi-billionaires, Wall Street wolves play with them, except it was vice versa and they're not liking it nope. so much. So now what they're wanting to do, especially like you said, applications, um, you know, corporation of, of Robinhood, which is kind of ironic, you know, Robinhood stole from the rich to gave to the poor, now we know that that's not the case. You know, they're really wanting to, to, you know, steal from the poor and give to the rich. It's not exactly like Robin Hood at all. So um, they're upset and they're wanting to close the market. They're wanting to put a pause to it. So that way no more training can happen. And that's illegal because if we look at it, you know, whenever we as people, as citizens, you know, invest in a stock and it goes down, we lose our money. We can't do anything about it. People say, oh, it's a bad trade or, oh, well, it's just the draw of the luck. You know, it's too bad, so sad. But now that the big guys with, you know, that have five, six yachts and uh, private jets, you know, now that they're losing, they don't like it so much. So they're trying to get their their friends from the media, other big corporations, everyone is on their side. So I feel like the power here is with the people. And before I hand over the mic to you, Alex, I just want to say, you have yesterday, yesterday I saw on Twitter that you have Republicans and Democrats, people from libertarians, you know, all walks of life, American citizens. Agreeing. Pulling together, agreeing on this. They're like, hey, this is wrong. This is illegal. The American people are winning. Let us win. But no, multi-billionaires are, you know, crying to the bank. They're probably going to have to get a loan to pay all these people. And they're trying to make it a stop. So, Alex, who knew that GameStop would literally be the answer to pull all Americans together in 2021? Look, I think it's a great story, Ashley. And thank you for that background and clarification. It helps me. And, and it, it, it takes me to, to, to my, my place of, of making an analogy. To me, Wall Street is like Las Vegas, okay? And, and the, the, the big sharks, the ones that know, the ones that get comped, the ones that drop a lot of money, they're in control and so are the casinos. And I believe that the small guy like me who shows up and wanna pay my penny slots, we're suckers. And as long as we keep giving our money and enjoy our buffet and feel good about ourselves after a weekend, that's what they want. That's what the system wants. In this case, 
That's what Wall Street wants. That the big hedge funds, the 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 big the 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 big firms, they're the ones in control, and they're managing and moving. And and if it's done by their rules and their way, they're happy. And suddenly. They found that online trading, that people's will of, of, of getting together, small investors, got one up on them in the rules. Now they want to change the rules midstream. That's what doesn't make any sense. And it just calls out the hypocrisy of it all. Yes, everyone wants to make money, but you're being limited. You're being controlled. It's clear. It's obvious to me what it is. And now people are making up excuses about how to control it or regulate it and how the, there are healthy ways to make money. Again, I repeat, if this is truly a free market, if this is truly capitalism, let people win, let people have success and let people fail. That's part of it. If you don't fail, you have to have winners and losers when it comes to this. And that's what people don't want. Absolutely. Well, by people, it's the people who are controlling the system. Out. So now we know, and I kind of hope that this opens up the eyes, you know, those that have their blinders on, it's opening up. Hey, they don't want you to win. Big corporations like this truly don't want you to win. They don't care about you. They don't care. And if anything, they're going to do everything to stop you from winning. Sure, you, you can win a little battle, a little, you know, a little change here and there. To them, it's just chunk change. It's Vegas. Know, it's, Vegas. The, it's Vegas. It's a casino. Yeah, compared to the billions of dollars that you have. But when, you know, American people said, you know what? We're not going to take this. We're going to take a stand and we're going to play their game against them. They're upset and they didn't think that this would happen. And Alex, they're scared of it happening again. So that's why they're trying to put rules and regulations to censor this, to stop this from happening again. And that's where it's illegal. The, the other part, and I agree with you, I think there's an issue of legality beyond the ethical part of it. The, 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 there has to be an issue of how did we get to this point? Uh, the other part of it, which I think is fantastic, Ashley, is technology. How, how apps like Robinhood and others are controlling this. And again, my limited knowledge, and maybe we'll have to have an expert on with us, is that we're not worried. We're not worried. Number one, there's not enough education about what, how, the, how the stock market works. We as young kids should be taught this. There should be classes specifically about how this works if it's such an important component of our economy, which it is. But now machines, technology have taken over. It's no longer, hey, I want to leave my son or daughters a legacy. So I'm going to buy Apple stock now so that in 20 years they can benefit. Traders are making money off of this by relying on technology where there are, from my understanding, milliseconds, seconds of trading that, that, that define the winners and losers. And when that now, the robots, if you will, have taken over and, and the algorithms and that's the technology that dominates, it's no longer what it was supposed to or purpur purported to be in the past, which is let's build wealth over time. No, it's a game where whoever has the best tools, the quickest tools, ends up the winner. And you're right, they, the big firms, don't want to have anyone else winning but them. The other thing too, Alex, is again, you know, for the past year now, or last couple of months since 2020, we've talked about how the media just truly manipulates a lot of information that they share with the public. Sure. It's entertainment. I'll put quote unquote entertainment because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. One thing that I was really upset about yesterday is that this, you know, kind of taking it further than politics or putting politics aside, 
the fact that the media was calling out the American people who were winning on this, again, people who invested in that stock, they were just like, I guess you can call it penny pumping from the other side. Um, they were really upset calling that, you know, these this group of people who decided to spread this information, hey, let's go ahead and invest money. So just because we're bored and we want to stand against the system, you know, right. take a stand. I hated that the media, you know, big corporations, Fox, CNN, everyone was calling this illegal and it was, oh, it was fraud and we should stop this and this shouldn't happen. And I'm like, why are you protecting the big, big guys? And this is exactly what I'm talking about. They do not want to see you win and we have to change that. Just imagine what we can accomplish. Well, that's no longer imagining. This is what we have accomplished. You know, putting our differences aside, saying this is what we're going to do together and we're going to stick it to the system and look what we accomplished, Alex. Their empire came crumbling down. The, 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 look, they, they were basically called out for, for what it is, the hypocrisy. They can win, only they can win, give a little bit to the, to the little guy, but that's it. And, and I think one of the lessons, Ashley, does this create a revolution in the stock market? Does this make us all wake up and say, you know what? Either we play by the, by the same rules or let's not play at all. Back to what you and I have discussed on the political side. It's a time for a third party. It's a time for another system. Look at Bitcoin. And that's a whole other discussion. Bitcoin, in my estimation, and again, very limited knowledge, and I'm not going to profess to be an expert, and many of you can correct me. Bitcoin is trying to create an entire monetary system that's different from what we currently have. Uh, what Wall Street has done, from my perspective, is they've adopted it and accepted it for now because they fear it. I think that's one of the biggest issues. What happened this week with GameStop, with Robinhood, I think is creating fear in the, in, the, in the institution, if you will, in the establishment. That, Ashley, can go very well or can go very badly. And I think that's where we find ourselves. It's an interesting story that's not going away anytime soon. Listen, Alex, from, from what happened with the 2020 elections, the, the presidential elections, now with this, if you are not open to the fact or aware of the fact that you can't trust the system, I don't know what else to tell you. There's no, you can lead a horse to the, to the watering hole, Alex, but you can't make them drink the water. So you, we're giving you the information, ladies and gentlemen, you can't trust the system. The system doesn't want you to win. And this is so unfortunate because we are the American people. We are the ones that keep this country running. And we just no longer want to be part of that system where, you know, you're, like you said, you only give a little bit to the little guy. We are, if anything, we hold the power. And this just proves it. You know, when we stand together, when we stand united and say, no, we're going to stick it to the system and we're going to prove that we have the power here. Oh, they're scrambling right now, Alex. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. I like it. I like that they're scrambling a little bit because I just want the American people to know you have the power. We have the power. We the people. We do, Ashley. Some of the talking heads in the last couple of days from the establishment sounded patronizing. Well, we're going to tell you how we should win. We're going to tell you how you should make money. There's a right way and a wrong way. And you've crossed that line. So we're going to keep you in check. And we're the ones in control. It was clear and obvious what their interests were, self-interest, and, and right. what their agenda was to protect themselves. I get it. Any establishment wants to protect itself. But like you said, maybe this is one of those moments that could really create, and I use the word revolution, 
not a bloody revolution by, by any means, but certainly a revolution in the way we do things and really, really looking into the, the way the stock market and our financial markets in general are run. Many people didn't know what even a short was, Ashley, where you're betting on people losing and can win money off of that. Again, it's, yeah. a, it's a casino. It's a casino. That goes back to the 2008, you know, with, with, our, with our homes and, and the mortgage and everything. So, you know, you had a group of people who were betting against the hedge funds right. in, in 2008. Right. This is kind of a little bit like that again. And again, I'm fine with it as long as just keep the rules in place. Let others play by the same rules, not just the fortunate ones that have the in and have the power and control. Speaking of fortunate ones, it's all of you, ladies and gentlemen, that watch us now and listen to us here on The Fourth Is Nation. Ashley, we have to go. Great show. Thank you for being with me again, at least in this virtual way. How can people comment about what we're saying, what we're doing, our perspective on things? How can they reach out and find us, please? Of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow us at The Fortis Nation on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can also follow us on our personal social media platforms. You can follow Uncle Alex at Alex R. Parra, Alex R. Parra. And then you can follow me at Ashley Rodriguez Official. So you can follow us. We'd love to see your comments. We'd love to see you like and engage with us. If you're on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe because we will you know, be doing more videos. We'd love to see you guys and we'd love for you to see us. And so we're, we're so thankful for you, ladies and gentlemen, and, and thank you for watching and thank you for engaging with us today. Absolutely, we enjoyed it. I hope you ladies and gentlemen enjoyed it. On behalf of our production team, on behalf of Ashley Rodriguez, I'm Alex Parra. Thank you for watching, thank you for listening, thank you for being part of the Portas Nation sports and more podcast dedicated to, well, to you at the end of the day. And certainly it's a privilege and honor for us to present the Portas Nation to you. Thank you, take care, and until next time.